Coming up on today's Locked On Senators. It's the fourth game day on this five-game road trip. The Senators in Calgary to try to prove that maybe they're not the worst team in Canada. And we did our prospect roundup yesterday. We'll tell you which two Sens prospects have been traded in the OHL since then. Trades? We got one in the NHL yesterday. Two young talents going different directions. We'll break down Jamie Drysdale to Philly. And does this affect the Ottawa Senators? All that and more on today's edition of the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 955 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Pillar up in the Blue Mountains, today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app. Create an account and use code Locked On for $20 off your first ticket purchase. A reminder, you can follow us on social media as well. We're at Send Central on Twitter, LockedOn.Senators on Instagram. The show is free and available on all podcast platforms, including on YouTube, where a like, comment, and subscription go a long way to helping the show grow. Make sure to turn the notification bell on as well. Tonight, after the game, we will be live in the postcast. Today is Tuesday. January 9th and Pilsy, we got our wish. Claude Giroux is on the top power play unit heading into tonight's game. Will it make a difference? I mean, it's. I don't think it can make things worse. So yeah, I'm hoping it can make a positive uh, difference here. If not, Ross, not a tangible difference, but at least send a message to the players. Like, okay, we are trying to do something. We're trying to switch things up here. Claude Giroux brought up to the top power play unit at the cost of Tim Stutzla being demoted to the second unit. So that's an interesting flip there as uh, Jacques Martin obviously giving a nod to the more consistent, reliable veteran as opposed to Tim Stutzla, a guy that, sure, he leads the team in points, but hasn't been this Tim Stutzla we saw last season. He simply hasn't. And last year when they were in Calgary, he scored his 32nd goal of the season back then. I don't even know if he hits that number at all this year. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, right now he's on pace for like 17 goals. And last year when they were in Calgary, it was also during a long road trip and uh, a road trip where they couldn't get more than one win. Right now, they're looking for their first after three straight losses in Vancouver, in Seattle, and also, you know, just losing Edmonton as well. Thank you very much on on Saturday. Now, I want to get back to the power play as well because Ottawa, obviously, they're they're mired in a two-for-25 slump right now. And not only is it two-for-25, Pilsy, it's high-leverage situations that they haven't been able to capitalize on. They've had their chances. They just cannot produce. Five-on-threes, four-minute power plays, nothing's going in. But when they make this change, how much of it do you think is sending a message to Tim Stutzla, that accountability that we keep hearing? Or is it more so simply that Claude Giroux plays that position on the power play? So if you're going to move him up, instead of shaking things around all over the place, it's a simple flip that you're moving Stutzla and Giroux. They'll both continue to play that left half wall. 
Yeah, probably a bit of both, uh, Ross, and uh, I believe doing this switch kind of helps out the handedness of each of the, the power plays as well, or at least uh, bringing Casty into the mix on that second unit helps out as well. So hopefully that'll allow a little bit more fluid puck cycling if, I was going to say when, if they get any uh, offensive zone time on their power plays. But Ross, I don't know if... Um, if this is the night to be highlighting the Ottawa Senators power play as getting back in at least doing better than they have been lately, because the Calgary Flames, they got a good penalty killing unit over there. 84.3% good for sixth in the entire league. And what worries me more than that, Ross, is this is a team that is an offensive threat when they're shorthanded. Uh, I'm going to my locked on player is a good shorthanded goal scorer, but the Calgary Flames are tied for second in the league in shorthanded goals with nine. So I talked about how the Ottawa power play, not only are they not scoring, not only are they getting any momentum, but adding insult to injury is they're giving the penalty killers of the opponents better offensive opportunities and they've been getting themselves. I'm worried about a strong PK unit in Calgary that also is able to score goals on other teams' power plays. So watch out for that. I'm going to be really looking forward to special teams tonight because that was the difference in Edmonton. Ottawa goes 0 for 3 on their power plays. Edmonton goes 2 for 3, including the game winner and, of course, the insurance goal on that Zub. Or I guess it wasn't ultimately the game winner, but really it felt like a backbreaker at the end of the second period when Edmonton opened the scoring on that power play from the phantom call on Artem Zub where McDavid's just holding his stick straight up. So we'll get into our locked-on players. The, the Senators are having an optional skate this morning, so we'll discuss what we could see. Artem Zub, by the way, on the ice for the optional skate. So my expectation is that he plays tonight, but we will see. He was not on the ice for practice, missing it with the flu. Jacques Martin saying not only yesterday, but he's had the flu for two days. So maybe, you know, 48 hours, you get the bug out of your system. The Senators are obviously a better team when they have Artem Zub in the lineup, but we'll have our locked on players. We'll have our lookout players. Pilsy mentioned it off the top. Two senators prospects traded in the OHL, both the teams that are lower in the standings than the team they're on. Yeah. One, I still think is a great move for the player. The other, uh, I'm a little nervous about. So we'll get into all that. Plus some reaction to the big trade. Cutter Gauthier going to Anaheim in exchange for Jamie Drysdale and a second round pick. So we'll discuss all that next. You're listening to Locked On Senators, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Mary J's. Mary J's is a locally owned cannabis dispensary in the Ottawa area. Started off with three best friends making a life-changing decision. And through hard work and dedication, they have been thriving. They've got four stores in the Ottawa area and a store in Coburg for our listeners in the Ottawa area. Their four store locations are Riverside South, Orleans, Greeley, and Russell. Check out any of their locations because Mary J's offers the best and newest products in the market. They're adding new stuff to the menu every single week, keeping it fresh. Mary J's has everything you need, whether you're a rookie or a grizzled vet. Mary J's offers competitive pricing. In fact, they will price match any store in Ottawa. That means you are guaranteed to get the best price around at any Mary J's location. But to top it off, you got to have good service. That's what Mary J's does. They got the best customer service around by having the friendliest bud tenders who are always ready to assist. One of their owners, Dashi, 
absolute beauty, diehard Sens fan. So go to one of their four locations in Ottawa, say what up to Dashy, pick his brain about the Sens and all the new great products that Mary J's has to offer. Check it out today, guys. Mary J's Dispensary. Today's episode is also brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more by visiting fanduel.com slash locked on. And right now, new customers in the U.S. are getting $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use, and I love the futures in the NHL. There are some wild ones right now. Like, who's going to win the Calder Trophy? Is it Connor Bedard versus the field? Connor Bedard is out for the next four to six weeks, but he's still minus 240 there. Or you can take the field at plus 186. Coach of the year, I'm a big Rick Bonus guy. Plus 1,000 right now for Rick Bonus, Coach of the Year. Rick Dockett, the front runner by a mile, plus 170. So if you want to get in on the action, go head over to FanDuel. It's the official sports betting partner of Locked On. Visit them at fanduel.com slash locked on and get in on the action. FanDuel, it's the official partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, Bilzy, it's game day. A stoppable force meets a movable object. That's what it feels like going into tonight's game. The Senators with just six wins, 14 regulation losses in their last 20 games. Meanwhile, for the Calgary Flames, it's been a disappointing season. The Flames are 17, 18, and 5, 6th in the Pacific Division. They're just getting back from a four-game road trip where they won the first two games and then lost the last two, including a 4-3 loss to the Chicago Blackhawks on Sunday in a game where Chicago's basically whole team is injured. Now, Calgary did outshoot Chicago 31-20. to Dan Vladar letting in four goals on 20 shots. That's not going to fly a whole lot. Meanwhile, when they lost to Philly 3-2 on Saturday, these were back-to-back games. Jacob Markstrom made 39 saves. We expect Jacob Markstrom to be in goal for the Flames in tonight's game. Markstrom putting up a quietly brilliant season after last year. He was not great. Just shows you the inconsistency that can happen even with the top goalies in the game. But Pilsy, before we get to that conversation and everything, let's let's talk about the trade that went down yesterday because there is a bit of kind of a sense connection in terms of the 2020 draft. Ottawa chooses Jake Sanderson to be the first defenseman off the board. And I always love when the team right after another team takes a guy who plays the same position because you got to think, are they panicked? Because they're like, oh, if I don't get either, now I'm in trouble. Or is it like, oh, we got our guy. We run up to the stage. Oh, thanks for taking them. We got ours. Now, Anaheim pretty deep on the blue line in terms of young talent. Former Ottawa 67, Pavel Minchikov, already stepping into a role at the NHL level. They've got the reigning CHL defenseman of the year in Olin Zellweger. This Tristan Luno kid who played for Gatineau, he looks like he's going to be a player. Same with Noah Warren, who didn't have the greatest world junior for Canada, but another Gatineau Olympic guy. Um, so they, got a, they were trading from a position of strength to get a guy who didn't want to be where he was. Two questions. One, are you surprised that Cutter Gauthier said no thanks to the Philadelphia Flyers? Two, are you surprised that the Philadelphia Flyers management, parts of their uh, CEO, their president, they're coming out and just torching this kid? I'm I'm a little surprised, Ross, because like we had this guy pegged as a Philadelphia Flyer type draft pick our, our entire time. Uh, leading up to that draft and he goes there we're like okay that makes sense that's a player that plays the style of game that that franchise wants 
But then in his draft interview, when he said his role model was Sidney Crosby, uh, he doesn't want to talk to the Flyers at World Juniors. He's kind of making it clear to them that he's not interested in sticking around. That's when you got to make a move if you're the Philadelphia Flyers before things get kind of too out of your control and you lose all leverage. So I think if you're the Philadelphia Flyers, you cannot have a top prospect like that not interested in joining your organization. So it's it's like we've mentioned, Ross. If you don't if you don't want to be here in Ottawa, see you later. And uh, the Philadelphia Flyers had that same mantra, and they got this done quickly. And look, Jamie Drysdale, that's a defenseman with a lot of time left in his career to decide how the story is going to be written. He's on a nice three year deal, two point three million. And they got a second round pick thrown in there as well. So I think this is a good trade for both teams. I think so too. And and you throw in the second round pick that goes to Philadelphia in 2025. You're like, okay, well, they made the most out of the situation. I'm almost impressed that this didn't get out as a rumor. It seemed like it caught everybody off guard, but they had been quietly shopping him at the draft and into the season. So to make this back to the Senators, the Senators were in trade talks with Philly. It sounded like before yeah. the season, Matthew Joseph, they wanted Tyler Boucher apparently in any deal. I'm curious if Cutter Gauthier was on the table, but also I don't know if I would have wanted it based on the fact that he seemed like he had destinations in mind. I don't know if he would have wanted to come to Ottawa, all that, but you recall that 2022 draft profile, people can still go back and listen to it. We posted each one individually. We were like Cutter Gauthier is the most Senators pick in this draft. Yeah, he definitely fit a lot of the things the Ottawa Senators were looking for as well before they traded that pick away. Under old management, though, as well. Yes, we still don't exactly. know what kind of players. Steve Steos, like we know they want pace and emphasis on you know playing 200-foot hockey, being a good pro, details, all those key words to become best in class, which they're obviously far from right now. But at the same time, I'm also really curious, what is the first move going to be? Now, Frank Saravelli was speculating on his show the other day, and he threw Jacob Chikrin's name out there. And I'm not ready to even have this conversation. It's speculation. And I could see it from other teams' perspectives. Look, you'd be getting a 24-year-old for two playoff runs and then a potential extension after that. And then if you look at Ottawa, yeah, they're left shot heavy on the blue line. But there's no chance I'm even... I'm even getting into that conversation right now. We just got Jacob Chikrin less than a year ago, and he's leading all Senators defensemen in points, isn't he? He's definitely leading them in goals. And uh, you know what? I think that there's some fans that have been a little discouraged, to put it lightly, about the defensive side of his game. But you can't tell me that Thomas Shabbat or anyone else has been better defensively than Jacob Chikrin. So I don't think that's the answer. He's 25 years old or or will be this season. He, he, He is 25 now. So... I'm I'm not ready to entertain it. I think that it's more so from other teams. Of course, you'd be interested in a guy where you'd have, like, let me put it this way. There are so many guys on Ottawa that have long-term contracts, and I get that sometimes that makes it harder to move. I just feel like if you're Steos and you're, you're a guy who wants more flexibility, it seems like is kind of the token, that wouldn't the two years left kind of be an asset that you want to keep and see what you have at least going into next year when I expect... The Senators think they're going to be better than they are now. Hard to be worse, but you know what I mean? Like, I feel like even though it might be harder to trade a guy with term, I feel like that's where a new management, if you're going to shake things up, that's the direction you'd probably lean. Yeah, and Ross, this management and ownership group probably couldn't stomach trading another player away after you've only had them for a year and you've spent you've spent your first two 
first round draft picks recently. You had to bring it for a year. You trade him for pennies on the dollar. You have chicken for a year. You trade him for pennies on a dollar. Like you cannot keep trading down in value, especially when you're talking about premium goal scores, um, two way defensemen, and first round draft picks being tossed around here. So I don't uh, I don't buy into the chicken trades. And I agree with you, Ross. This team is going to want to move one of their long-term contracts. Sure, having young players locked in is a great concept, but having young players locked in when those players together can't find any sort of success, that's not great. And it does. It feels like you'd be taking out someone like Chikrin isn't a part of the team that has failed time and time and time again, right? It just feels like it would be like a scapegoat almost. I don't know. I'm not even interested in continuing the discussion because you look at it, he, him and Artem Zub are making the same amount of money. I mean, I love Zub, but I think that those two at that price, that you keep that, right? It's the guys who are making more. And I'm including like Tarasenko should be, I think, the guy who people are talking about with one with this being the only year on his contract. But I'm I'm more curious about who Ottawa is going to be looking to get. And we had some great responses in the comments on YouTube. You can check out yesterday's episode. We really get into the changes on the power play and all of that. Tim Whalen had some great um, names that he threw out to us. We had some other guys who were really good hot lunch through his two cents in there, including a guy who is playing tonight in Andrew Mangiapane. But we're going to get into that on tomorrow's Locked On Senators. We're going to look at trade targets for the Ottawa Senators. And it's interesting, Pilsy, because you have to balance. You're not going to go out and get a rental, right? Like that would be kind of a waste. But what if you get a rental and extend them? I'm curious to see what the heck Steve Steos is going to do, but he's, he's on the precipice of doing something. I feel like, cause yeah. it feels like there's a lot of smoke around They're active, but whole, not a whole lot of exacts, right? Like this, I, I'm, I'm putting Frank Valley has a show every single day. They need things to talk about. And I get how he would be a target. And it's all also, he probably has this folder of all the stats. He even has it as a 24 year old in here. And it's like, no, he was traded at 24 last year. <laughs> Right. Like it's like the same thing. It's an easy narrative. It's on the front of people's minds. But yeah, not having that discussion any further. Jacob Chikrin, happy to be in Ottawa. He should be a senator for a long time. I would love that personally. So who should the senators target? We'll have that conversation on tomorrow's show. But coming up after the break, we'll get into tonight's game. Locked on player, lookout player. We'll get into the Flames lineup. Why are the Flames having such a poor season? All that is coming up next. You're listening to Locked on Senators, your team. Every day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Guys, you don't need to worry when buying tickets to your next event because let me tell you a little bit about the online ticketing app of the Locked On Podcast Network that we're partnered with. It's Game Time. You got to use Game Time, it's the fast and easy way to buy tickets, not just for sports, music, comedy, and theater with killer deals all-in prices, views from the seat, and a best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. That's what I love to see from the game time app because I'm not the best planner. So maybe I haven't planned when my next concert or sporting event is going to be. That's fine because you can get last-minute tickets, flash deals. They got zone deals. And any event in your area, they will help you find and They'll help you find it for the lowest price guarantee. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds with just two taps. Boom. 
tickets on your phone nice and easy no need to dust off the printer game time makes it easy for you and the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference we love that so take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use code locked on for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code locked on l-o-c K-E-D-O-N for 20 bucks off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. All right, Pilsy. Here we are. It's a game day for the Ottawa Senators. It is a 9 o'clock Eastern start time, so don't sit down at 10 like you have for the last three games, sit down a little earlier, and that means the postcast will come to you a little earlier. I figured out a way that I can get the thumbnail on earlier so you can make sure you can even hit the uh, the highlight or you can just pull up the link and you will be ready to go once the game ends. We will go live about 10 minutes after tonight's game. Really looking forward to it. I've got a, a delusional feeling about tonight's game, Pilsy. I really do. But before we get to our game day preview, we do want to discuss a pair of Sens prospects that are on the move. Jorian Donovan has been traded to the Saginaw Spirit for a handful of draft picks. These junior you trades... read them all out? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> it's like four third round picks, a second, a fourth, a fifth. Anyway. That's insane. He goes from the first place Brantford Bulldogs, who are owned by Michael Anlauer, we should note, to the Saginaw Spirit. Now, why? Do you ask? Because Saginaw, they're a good team. They're actually a better team than the Brantford Bulldogs, but because they're in a different division, they're actually second place in their division. Brantford is first in theirs. So kind of interesting there. But Pilsy, the pièce de résistance, the Memorial Cup is in Saginaw this year. So Jorian Donovan is guaranteed a spot in the tournament. Yeah, that's awesome. We love to see that. Uh, just, I won't name all them, Ross, but it's crazy looking at this trade. There are draft picks from Barry, Owen Sound, Ottawa, Barry, and Mississauga all being tossed around in this. Like they're moving draft picks in the OHL like uh like no tomorrow. But that's that's the cycle of the OHL. If you've got the men cup, toss away all future aspirations, load up and try to get it when it's in your own city. And uh hopefully Jorian Donovan will be a part of the Saginaw Spirits uh Mem Cup championship. And you look at it, their defense, he'd be third on their blue line in points in terms of the entire season. They've actually got a guy who maybe Sens fans could start getting a pre-scout on, a right-shot defenseman named Zane Perrick, and he has 50 points in 36 games. He's draft eligible this year. He's ranked uh, anywhere between, I'm looking at it right now, Elite Prospects has him at 12th, Bob McKenzie has him at 14th, Craig Button has him at 12th. So right in that range where if Ottawa does go on the eye roll run at the end of the year to cost themselves the top five, top seven do. pick, which I mean, for my sanity, I might prefer to have a couple wins throughout the year to talk about and no. maybe play the right way. All that. Uh, although the, the fans of the team, 65% on the postcast on Saturday said embrace the tank, which is so sad, but I, I understand it. I really do understand it. But uh, Jorian Donovan is going to be, a member of the Saginaw spirit. So that'll be fun to see where he plays and what kind of opportunity he gets. He didn't play much at the uh, world juniors Pilsy. He was a late addition to the team and um, didn't play much his 
uh, scouting report as well from Scott Wheeler that he looked good in the first game and afterwards seemed to have trouble at that level. But he does have 28 points in 34 games so far this season. He's beat the wheels off a couple guys too. We know he can drop the gloves when need be. I'm curious to see him in a new jersey uh, for the rest of this year. The other trade, Jabril Toure, has been traded from the Sudbury Wolves to the last place Windsor Spitfire. Sudbury Wolves are first place in the Central Division. And yeah, Windsor's dead last, dude. I don't like this trade at all. It sounds like it's from a uh, the standpoint that Sudbury just had a lot of overagers and they had to move one. But when you're the odd man out and you're one of the guys on an NHL contract, I don't know, man. Please walk me off the ledge. I'm getting Ben Roger vibes here. Ross, I will spin zone this for you perfectly. Of all the overaged defensemen in Sudbury, Windsor wanted... Jabril Toure more than all the other guys. It's not that uh, Sudbury didn't want him. It's he was the most coveted overager that Windsor could have picked from. Let's uh, let's spin zone it that way. But what's Windsor looking for? Aren't they looking for a high pick? So wouldn't they want the defenseman that gives them the best chance at a high pick? Uh, I mean, you you, you need good uh, good locker room guys, so good character, and uh, you need some leaders on the team. So I'm now Toure Toure was signed as a undrafted free agent this summer by Pierre Dorian. You might remember him and uh, Pierre Dorian's son played together in Hawkesbury, the old friendship tour. Um, but he he has had a good year, man. Like twelve points in twenty four games, half a point and, per game, plus nineteen. This is a project a- guy, Ross. It doesn't cost you anything. Undrafted free agent, and he's got size and is a big defenseman. And for how big he is, he moves pretty good out there. So this. This is a guy keep in your in the back of your mind for him. I don't think he's going to come up and make noise anytime soon, but could be a diamond in the rough long shot here. I hope so, man, because I'm cheering yeah. for him. Six foot seven, exactly. right shot, like he, those tools. But I mean, Chandler Romeo is six five, right shot as well. Uh, anyways, twenty years old, lots of runway. Uh, he is signed, so he'll be in the organization for at least the next couple of years. Uh, he was plus eight in his last five games, obviously playing on a good team, but Jabril Toure is a member of the Windsor Spitfires now. All right, tonight's game, Ottawa Senators in Calgary taking on the Flames, a team that, like we said, also disappointing. I don't think they had the expectations that Ottawa put on themselves this year, but at the same time, it's still not looking great for the Ottawa Senators so far, or sorry, for the Calgary Flames so far this season, but the Ottawa Senators having an optional morning skate today, so we're unsure of what the lines are going to be. That being said, so I've put in our thing, for those watching on YouTube, I've put up the same as though it is um, as though it is what yesterday's practice lines are, so I don't have JBD in here, but we, or sorry, I don't have Zub in here, I have JBD in his place, but we expect Artem Zub to take that spot beside Thomas Shabbat. If that is the case, the lines will be as follows. Josh Norris with Brady Kachuk and Matthew Joseph making his first appearance in his last 11 games. We found out it is a groin injury that Matthew Joseph was dealing with. So I'm going to be curious the speed, the acceleration, the agility in tonight's game for him. Then Tim Stutzla with Claude Giroux and Drake Batherson. Ridley Gregg centering Dominic Kubelik and Vladimir Tarasenko. And then Mark Kostelik with Parker Kelly and Zach McEwen. Thomas Shabbat was paired with JBD yesterday at practice. Just mentioned Zub. Then Jacob Chikrin with Jake Sanderson, notably Jake Sanderson playing the right side. And then Eric Brandstrom alongside Travis Hamannick. No sense in who starts in goal. I would personally go with Corpus Allo for tonight's game. Pilsy, who's your goalie and who's your locked on player? 
Uh, TSN 1200 tweeted that it's looking like uh, how the morning skate is going, that Corpus Al is going to start tonight. Okay, there you go. Um, does, does it matter? Do I care that much? Not really, unfortunately. Just stop the puck. Sure, try to. Um, my locked-on player, Ross, is going to be Mark Kostelik. This is a big game for him. He's kind of on the cusp of being sent down. We talked about a crooker, Schmeichel, they were sent down. Um, Casty was practicing on the second power play unit at the net front presence. Uh, so, look, he's he's got to do... It should be easy for Casty to play this game. He's so huge. He is always among the top guys in physical testing for the Sens. He needs to get back to playing a physical, tough mean. game. Mean game. He's got to be nasty casty. Get nasty casty out there. I got, um, a spin, I got a spin zone for you too, Pilsy. We know that uh, he's from Arizona, but where did he play junior? The Calgary oh, Hitmen. They play in this same building, and he yep. scored 50 goals in his last year in junior. So let's get that. that We call the, the dome beers, the saddle dome. Apparently the beers, just two of them, and you're on, on the floor. Okay. Maybe there's something on the ice here too that Mark Stella could take advantage of. Because I'm with you, man. Cassie, he's getting this. This feels like a, a final opportunity playing second power play net front. Like, go out there and bang in a rebound out front. Like, let's go. Let's get one. Yeah, absolutely. And the big thing, Ross, is get back to having success in the face-off dot. That's something that slipped away from him. And look, Parker Kelly's been the best Ottawa senator the last two games. You get Parker Kelly on your line. You got uh, Zach McEwen here. So, be a, a tough, mean line to play up against. So I'm going to be watching number 12 here, Mark Kostelik. I like that, Pilsy. For me, my locked-on player is Matthew Joseph nice. because what have the Senators been brutal at? Penalty killing. What does Joseph do? He kills penalties very well. What else have the Senators been struggling at? Speed. Speed. And that's what he brings. So I'm looking at Matthew Joseph to really take a step in the right direction for this whole top six. I'm hoping that he brings the best out of his line mates because those two, Josh Norris, Brady Kachuk, have not been at their best in the last number of games. So I want Joseph to... he Every line that he played on so far this season has been the Senators' best line. So I hope that trend continues. Pilsy, I got a little stat here for you. Matthew Joseph, in 25 games this season has already surpassed his point total from 56 games last year. Oh, yeah. Last year, he had 18. He's got 19 so far this season. Again, really curious to see how the groin injury will affect his skating, his number one attribute. But man, they need the help on the PK. And I'm going to be looking for Matthew Joseph to do just that for the Ottawa Senators. Nice. Yeah, I was going to take Joseph if I didn't go Casty. So those are two number 12 and flip it number 21. So we're going to be looking out for those guys. All right. For the Calgary Flames tonight, the expected lineup is Elias Lindholm at center between Jonathan Huberto and Igor Sharangovich. The second line is Nazem Kadri with Connor Zeri and Pospisil as well. I'm, I'm blanking on his first name, but man, that guy's actually been a revelation a little bit for uh, for the Calgary Flames. A big body, Martin Pospisil. Yep. Yep. He's got nine points, 28 games, plus eight though as well. The third line, Michael Backlund with Andrew Mangiapane and Blake Coleman. And the fourth line is Dylan Dubé with A.J. Greer and Walker Dewar. On defense, it's good Ottawa boy, Mackenzie Wiga 
And then we got Rasmus Anderson out there as well. You got Noah Hannafin with Chris Tanev and Jordan Osterley with Nick D. Simone. In goal, we expect it to be Jacob Markstrom. Jacob Markstrom, again, having a bounce back campaign in his own right. Jacob Markstrom this season so far has put up some pretty good numbers. He's sitting at a 908 save percentage, pretty decent, I guess, considering the team's lack of success. A 2.67 goals against. He is 10, 11, and 2. Pilsy, your lookout player to watch my lookout player is going to be the points leader on the calgary flames now people are probably saying lindholm cadry huberto huberto no it's third line winger blake coleman who leads the calgary flames 30 points uh well he's tied with cadry with 30 points but the big difference here ross cadry's a dash two blake coleman is a plus eight Teen. So on a team that's struggling, and to put it into context, Huberdo obviously having a really rough season but coming into form here. He's a dash 15, and Blake Coleman is at plus 18. Now, earlier on, I mentioned that uh, the Calgary Flames good at scoring shorthanded goals, and I teased my lookout player. Blake Coleman's got four shorthanded goals, so almost half of the, the Flame shorthanded goals. So look out for him there. And He's been on a bit of a heater recently, as in his last seven games, he has five goals and eight points. So this is a guy that, yeah, five goals, eight points in his last seven games. So despite being on the third line here and um, the rest of his teammates not really having great seasons, he's put together a nice season. So I'm going to be looking out for number 20, Blake Coleman. Yeah, he's been great. Uh, it, it almost feels like to me the second and third lines on Calgary should be flipped in terms of production. When you got your captain on there and then two wingers who are bringing different aspects, scoring and speed, Mangiapane, one of the faster players in the league. Um, they do have depth up front. I, ironically, they, they just haven't been able to score a whole lot of goals this year either. And I yeah. mentioned Markstrom because that 908 save percentage doesn't jump out. But according to Money Puck, goals saved above expected. Markstrom's ninth in the league. He saved more than nine goals above expected this season. Uh, and you look at the goalies, like I know some people don't love the advanced stats, but when the top three are Connor Hellebuck, Thatcher Demko, and Aiden Hill, like that checks out with the eye test as well with what we've seen. So uh, don't be surprised if Jacob Markstrom steals tonight's game uh, for the Calgary Flames. But my lookout player is Jonathan Huberto, the most overpaid player in the league. There's no question about yeah, that easily. for a guy who, who is in the sec the first because he signed the extension the first year of an eight year eighty four million dollar contract that's paying him uh, ten point five a year the the transition has just been really tough for him obviously coming over from Florida he went from one hundred and fifteen points to only fifty five now it's the 55, biggest point drop ever Ross ever really ever yeah now well, how much was it, that fifty point drop right but how much is that him inflating his point total like his his high I guess he'd hit ninety two as well like. He was a great player with the Florida Panthers. We saw a lot of them when he was with Florida, obviously being in the same division. But this year, it's been even worse. He has six goals through 40 games, Pelsey. Six goals through 40 games, but there's been some sign of life. He actually has five points in his last five games. He's on a uh, three points in his last two games as well. So he's starting to click a little bit. I mean, we're talking about a guy who is in the basement compared to his potential. But I'm 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 nervous that tonight might be a breakout game for him. He's always had success against Ottawa. 29 points in 32 career games against Ottawa, plus 14 while averaging 17 and a half per game. So he's a guy who I'm like nervous because he's starting to like kind of figure it out a little bit. 
and he could be the kind of game breaker where it's like, of course it happens against Ottawa, yeah, right? So that's why I'm nervously having him as my lookout player. You got a key to victory for me, Pills? Uh, key to victory here for, for me is going to be you got to take advantage of, obviously, the Senators are the worst penalty-killing team in the league. We talked about that, and I'm going to reference the stoppable force versus movable objects here. Worst penalty kill in the league. But the Calgary Flames are one of the worst teams when it comes to the power play. Um, just Since quickly... December 1st, I have the stat. Since December 1st, they are 25th in the National Hockey League in power play. And Ross, that's inflated their numbers because overall they're 30th in power play percentage with 12.6, 12.6% on the power play. So this is a night where you mentioned it, uh, Joseph coming back, you got to get some sort of morale boost for the penalty killers here. So my key to the game is have a shut down the Calgary Flames power play. I, that's a low, low bar to ask for here. So that's going to be my key to the game. I get that that's what you're discussing, and I, I get it. I'm not not taking a step on you here, but I'm going to take a step back from the Calgary Flames. I just want to focus on the Ottawa Senators and how their best players need to be their best players. Oh yeah, It's my key to victory. They just haven't been this year. The, the low-calorie points from Timmy, which I get, there's still points. He still leads the team in points, but I also still think that there's more clutch points is what I'm looking for here. I don't care if you get two points when you're down 5 nothing and you make the game 5-3. Yeah. I don't care about that. I want points in the third period when you're tied. Who's going to step up? Brady Kachuk, like these guys, the leading goal scorer since Jacques Martin took over has three goals. Like, let's go. Like Drake Batherson's been like the only offensive bright spot for the Ottawa Senators. Oh, Parker since- Kelly, back-to-back, only yep. goal. Yup, and then he gets put on the fourth line. Come on. Yeah, but, I yeah, mean, Parker's honestly. ice time has, has been up, and he'll kill penalties. He'll be out there tonight. I'm expecting 13, 14 minutes from him. But, yeah, I just want the best players to play as such. I'm going to be looking at Josh Norris, Brady Kachuk, and, and, and Matthew Joseph. The whole top six, they just need to be better. They need to be better. And tonight's another opportunity to do just that. So I'm going to be looking forward to tonight's game. We've got a nine o'clock puck drop. And of course, you can catch the postcast right after the game ends right here on the Locked On Senators YouTube channel. Again, we're looking for your um, suggestions of players to target for the Ottawa Senators. So please leave us a comment with that below. We will read the best ones and the worst ones on tomorrow's Locked On Senators. I'm waiting for someone to say Eric Carlson. I'm just going to be like, come on. The ship has sailed. The ship has sailed. Pilsy, final thoughts on today's show. This is one of those games similar to the Seattle game, Ross, where I don't think it's that delusional that I'm not going to say the Senators are going to win this game. That would be that would be delusional. But this could be an opportunity to not get embarrassed. So let's go for that. Okay, there you go. Very wise words, Pilsy, as we lead in to the Senators' fourth game on this five-game road trip. It will wrap up Thursday against the Buffalo Sabres. And Pilsy, then they get back home on Friday. Oh, And you know who's going to be on the ice at practice on Friday? Kane Pinto will be on the ice at practice. Really looking for. I might even wear my Nodak jersey on Friday go. with Do number it. 22 Shane Pinto, but no, all, all jokes aside, that will be an exciting time. As then it'll be 10 more days. Philadelphia, January 21st, Shane Pinto will make his return to the Senators lineup. That's it for us to oh, I should not say today because 
Now, we'll be back for the postcast after the game. Have a great day, everyone. We'll chat with you then on YouTube. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, all that great stuff. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been another edition of the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day. <laughs>